The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a say it with your chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company bringing the energy as the Cowboys and Eagles face off on Sunday night football in week 14 of the NFL season. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Josh Rodriguez, Nick Harris with Chris Beam running everything in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, it's a it's not just a say it with your chest Friday. It's nope. a rivalry week. Say it with your chest Friday. Yep. It's a little bit different this time around. Absolutely. It's a little get-back time. Mm. A little get-back. You know, they got you the first time, now it's trying to get them. And and you're, there's something on the line this time. I'm not to say that there wasn't last time, but sure. a little bit playoff implications are a little bit more prevalent now. So, obviously, um, you're fine focus on the task at hand, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. There's different versions of Eagles. Did you know that? Uh, Yeah. What? There's some different eagles. Well, there's good eagles and there's bad eagles. There's the North Texas Mean Green Eagles, and they're good. And okay. then there's the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're bad. The American they're very ones. bad. Bald. Yeah. American. Bald. Yeah. Bald. Uh, That's the same, right? Yeah, I, I would the American so. bald eagle. Yeah. You know yeah. they don't sound like that? Mm-hmm. You know the, the, the sound that you hear when you think of an eagle? The bleh, you yeah. know You know that thing? What was that? What was it? Bleh, you know? <laughs> like... It doesn't actually sound like that. That's like a different. That's like a falcon or something. Huh. What Anyways, like? common misconception. What do eagles sound like then? Uh, like they're, they're not even I'm like. Uh, they're just like yelling in the sky. Clip it, Beamer. I was at the zoo one time and I seen this. I don't remember the name of it. I have to look it up. But there was an eagle that was massive. I've seen bald yeah. eagles before being in Seattle and Washington. You see yeah. them all the time, right? And there's those are some large, yeah. doggone. I saw a bald eagle yeah. in Alaska when we were up there predators for the honeymoon. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there's some. There's those some large predators. Yeah, there are some super. Yeah. There's some pterodactyl style eagles out there. I'm not. You're not eagles. But yeah, eagles out there. Um, not Philadelphia Eagles, but yeah, they're lame. Um, but there's some really big eagles out there. I had no idea that there are some that make bald eagles look like freaking pigeons. Are eagles common to the Philadelphia Metroplex? I don't think so. I know for a fact the <laughs> one that flies around the Philly Stadium beforehand is the same eagle that is owned by Auburn for War Eagle. Okay. Seriously, it's the around. same it's eagle. The same eagle. Really? Yeah, they, they, after the Auburn game, they fly it up to Philadelphia to do <laughs> They the, fly it whoa. up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They just like, hey, go, go to same, Philadelphia, same, man. Same eagle. We'll meet so, you there. So they, they don't even have their own eagle. They borrow their eagles. They don't even have That's their ridiculous. own sports figure. Yeah, Rocky stupid. is a fake person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's crazy. They, they have a statue of fictional characters. Yeah. Marshall Eagle of Sub-Saharan Africa has an eight and a half foot wingspan. That's like Wimby. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine like you see Wimby flying in the air. Like, Bro, no, that is I'm a, staying inside. That is a pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying inside. Victor Wimbayama. Sorry, I know I always get you guys off topic, but that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm down for talking animals, talking yeah. zoo, talking like zoo. It. Yeah, we're not definitely not talking. What is your eagles. favorite animal, by the way, Kyle? My favorite animal. Yeah. I've always liked. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I can't say it. Really? Yeah. That well, crazy? Well, no, because I just know the look you're going to give me. It's okay. Go ahead. Panda? What? No. And he, uh, I love huskies. I really do. 
makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I love Huskies. Welcome I aboard. Have one. I know. Welcome <laughs> aboard now. That's probably the funniest possible animal you could have said. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like I love, I love Huskies, and I, I had a Husky for a long time. Like back in the day. Awesome. Yeah. Big giraffe guy. I'm a big giraffe. Guy. We, we, that's my daughter's we, favorite animal. Why is that? Is it long necks? Why was is it, it the way that just, they fight? Just, Have you seen them fight? Yeah, they I've fight amazing. Fight. They would knock you out. They just they're just fascinating animals. Like huh. just, uh, there's no other animal like a giraffe. How tall does a giraffe get? I have no idea. I don't know. Look, I'm not Can't a giraffe. Can't be an animal and you don't know how big it is. Wimba Nyama. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. your favorite team is Washington, and you don't know that they're about to lose on New Year's Day. So I mean, it's the same thing. Wow. All right. What about yeah, yours? What's your favorite animal? I think I identify most with a rhinoceros. Like I, a rhino. I, I like the I like the I like the color. I like the the texture of the skin. You, you know ever what seen I mean? an albino rhino? Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Have you? And then they're also very forgetful very too, which which I can uh, I can relate to. That's awesome. I don't think I could spell rhinoceros. I also wore a lot of R H Mark Echo growing up. R H I N O rhino. That's all you got to need to know. So mine's a black panther. Nice. The jaguar. The jaguar. Jaguar. Pretty doggone cool. Yeah, no, they're they're really cool. Beamer, what you got? What's your favorite? Oh gosh, jeez, you put me on the spot. I here. did. I'm trying to get logged in for an eagle sound. Can you give me a second? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll okay, we'll do talk. some news and notes while while Beamer thinks of his favorite news and animal. Notes. Let's go, dude. Um, Giraffe. Yeah, we can start with the practice report <laughs> from uh, from Thursday. Um, there's nothing too uh, too much to to look into here. Uh, we'll start with the Cowboys. It looks like Zach Martin is on the uh, Tyron Smith practice plan. Um, I wonder if he like uh, you know went to the principal and was like, hey, I want to do that too. And <laughs> hey, it's working for him. It's working great yeah it's yeah. working great for tyron smith um who uh I'll, I'll bring up something here in a minute about tyron smith and how dominant he's been this year but um yeah so uh, both of those guys were d- did not practices yesterday but they were just for rest reasons uh rico dowdle remains limited with his ankle issue that he, that's been bothering him for a few weeks uh peyton hendershot was full uh and then matt willetsko was a full practice participant for the first time since being off of the ir on the other side for the Eagles, uh, uh, the main the main notes to, to look at here, Fletcher Cox is a full participant with a groin injury that's uh, updated from being limited on Wednesday. Um, Dallas Goddard remains full with his forearm injury, so it looks like he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. Um, I, I know that's that's something that the uh, defensive staff has been talking about this week. Dan Quinn has mentioned it a couple times. Uh, Julio Jones did not practice with a groin. Darius Slay did not practice with a knee injury. Oh, And, um, yeah, that's that's the notable there slay all day yeah I, today. so slay is, is mentioned here with rest slash knee so i almost wonder like if it's like he's gonna play sunday but he's he needs not a rest up for cd right now <laughs> exactly maybe yeah Honestly. what about the the one thing that stuck out to me is a positive one from the injury report for the cowboys side but matt well let's go being full we talked about yesterday Mm-hmm. Just how much of an impact he could have from a depth standpoint, and mm-hmm. Dallas hasn't had to use the depth lately. But with the 17 game season, I mean, it's going to happen at some point. That's kind of how it goes. I hope not. He'll I hope be not down either. either way. He'll be ready. He'll say, "Matt, well, let's go." go. Let's, you go. know what I mean? Go. I hope so. <laughs> that's man. what he's saying. Oh, I think that'd be dope because he's able to play. That's it. big that he went. Nice, right? He went from designated <laughs> to return. Yeah. To limited and then to full Ooh. in two days. I that's, mean, that's that's what the progress of events was. Listen, man, I, I only, I've only been able to speak from my experiences, but my experiences came from a long time ago. So medicine has come a long way. I mean, when I tore my Achilles, that was back in 2010, okay? Um, that took me seven months to get back from. Mm. Aaron is 
on the field two months later. So, yeah. to, you know, science has come a long way. Um, you know, technology has come a long way. So I hope that they have some other methods that I was not peppy to um, that he now has received uh, in terms of treatment for. And I hope that he's stronger than ever and he's able to go out there and, again, add to that depth and compete. But realistically, would you trust A.A. Ron in a game right now? No, heck no. No. Yeah. no. That's what I'm no. I don't think he's going to come back. I no, think he's this not is just back. kind of like a thing like, yeah. oh, I, I opened my practice window to show that I beat modern medicine. Yeah. But oh, no, conventional medicine wins again. And then after <laughs> exactly. 21 days, he, he's back just back to IR. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. That's probably a pretty good indication. It, this, this might be a loaded question, but if the, the medicine advancements were in your career – what they are today. Do you feel like you could have played a couple extra years? Uh, no, injuries weren't the reason why I stopped. Probably the same. Yeah, my career would have still been there. I was tired of the politics, um, so that's Fair. why I shut it down. Okay. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if that played an impact because I know you did have an extensive Oh, yeah, I had a lot of injuries, history. but I was blessed to come back from all of them. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the training staffs that had to deal with me every day. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, the guys are getting back quicker. Um, there's, there's, you have so much more, you have greater confidence now in guy and players abilities to come back from what we consider to be substantial injuries um, than ever before. And you hear ACL back in the back when I was playing yeah. ACL was a death, a death sentence. I mean, it was done, right? You were, I mean, you are hopeful to come back, but you know that you're never going to be the same. That's not the case anymore. Now it's ACL. It's like, ah, it's like a pulled hammy. He'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be a pain in the butt to get back from, but he'll, he'll be back ready to roll. I you think know, there's no question marks regarding. Will you come back to that level of play again? Yeah, the, the biggest thing I think these days when it comes to an ACL injury, it's not physical, it's mental. Yep. It's it's the, mm. it's that's the only that's the biggest problem Absolutely. that I feel like athletes have in today's world. It's, it was still a problem when you were playing and when you know Joe Montana was playing, yeah. but like it's it's a bigger part I think just with the way medicine has progressed. And we talked about that in regards to Michael Gallup, right? When yeah, Michael right. Gallup first went down, you know, that was the first thing that I brought up. I was like, hey, he'll come back physically. It's the mental aspect that you're not sure and that they can't do anything yeah. about. That's that's all on him. Well, you worry about that with all the ACLs correct. that are on the team right now. What's funny about that is everyone that is uh, sort of ready for tomorrow Vion Overshawn to show up next season. And they're like, oh there. man, once he once he. Uh, Get started next season, like it's going to go off. Like he's going to be great. It's like, well, you have to consider that, you know, are is it the same player after this injury? Yeah. You know, I mean, you have, I mean you, the reason why is same position group. You had uh, unfortunately an example before him in Jabril Crocs, right? So yeah, mm, you I'll, have to ask that question. I'll be willing to bet Overshone will be ready. I don't. I don't. I don't have any doubt. I don't have any reservations there. I think you got to give any player yeah, grace for some sure. Grace. One thousand percent. I know the easy answer to this question would be. Trayvon Diggs, but taking Trayvon Diggs away is DeMarvion Overshown the biggest loss for this team defensively, or I mean, not even defensively, but just across the board from the, the injuries that they've sustained this year? Yeah, I, it I guess him? it's between him and LVE, right? Late, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know just because we had, we didn't see what Overshown could, could do. He could do. You know, um, I mean, we saw in that first preseason game, him and Devon Clark were flying all over the place. Yeah. That was so much fun to watch, so. but uh, that answer will probably be answered like this time next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got some stats I'm going to throw at y'all here. Um, so the Cowboys can clinch a playoff spot this week. Wow. Um, do y'all want to hear what needs to happen for yes. this to happen? Of course. Let me get my pen out. We've <laughs> yeah, got to exactly. make sure our listeners are the most Yeah, get your informed. notebook out. You're going to need to write it all down. So a win versus the Eagles has to happen. Got a it. A Detroit win versus the Bears. Likely. A Seattle loss versus the 49ers. Uh, likely. A Tampa Bay loss versus the Falcons. 
a New Orleans loss versus the Panthers or mm-hmm. a Rams loss versus the Ravens. Okay, so that's better. Yep. Yeah. Minnesota loss versus the Raiders. And then a Green Bay loss versus the Giants. So of those eight, Ooh, wow, <laughs> of wow. those eight matchups, Green Bay has to lose to the Giants. Um, yes. Yeah. Of those eight matchups, five of those are favored. But mm. notice how I had the or in there. Only one of those needs to happen: the New Orleans loss or the Rams loss. So when you take that into account, five of the seven matchups are favored. So I'm saying there's a chance. There is a chance. <laughs> there's I think a it's chance. Very probable. <laughs> until you say Green Bay losing to the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where it's everything else is going to happen, and that's the yeah. one that's going to fall apart. Yeah, Green Bay um, decided to start playing football again. It's yeah. December. It's December Lafleur. It's uh, uh, it's it's different <laughs> up there on the North Pole. <laughs> Jordan Love looks like Brett Favre's second coming. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah he he started to play really well. And I mean, we all got that game wrong last week. We picked Chiefs and Packers, and yeah. everybody picked Kansas City. The crazy stat I saw was Lafleur sixteen and zero in December. That's Whoa. crazy. It's That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Good luck, Giants. Good luck. Godspeed. A um, couple more stats Let's to throw at you guys. This is some some next gen stat stuff. Mm. Um, so uh, I think there's a big play potential here in this game for for Dak Prescott specifically against yep. this Eagles defense. Um, so Dak Prescott on downfield passes, which is ten plus air yards. So the ball is going through the air at least ten yards. Yep. Right. Um, he has 53 completions this year. That's first in the NFL. He has 1,088 yards. That's second in the NFL. He has 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's also first in the NFL. He has 146.3 passer rating, first in the NFL. Wow. So you could you could say Dak Prescott is the best downfield passer in the NFL this year. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, right? The Eagles have allowed 15 downfield passing touchdowns this season. That is the second worst in the NFL. Hmm. So uh, big play potential there. Um, obviously, C.D. Lamb is a big part of that. Brandon Cooks, the, the downfield weapons that they do have. Uh, you know, it's not just Dak Prescott, but he's putting those guys in positions to to make those plays. And, and we've seen that so far this season for sure, especially in the last six or seven weeks. So a shout out to the O line. Yeah, shout out to the O line, which leads me into my next stat. Uh, Man, look, at that. look at that! John Stockton, I'm that thing. Um, <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys' uh, left side of the offensive line. So we're talking about Tyron Smith at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard. Um, they've proven to be the best uh, in, in the NFL, if not uh, one of the best, if not the best. Tyler Smith so far this season, he has a 4.6% QB pressure rate. That is first among all left guards in the NFL with at least 250 snaps. Tyron Smith has a 6% QB pressure rate. That is first among all left tackles in the NFL with at least 250 snaps. So mm-hmm. that left side of that offensive line, man, it's been awesome left ever side, since Tyron. Ever since Tyron's going on that little practice plan that he's been doing, and he's been healthy. And this is the like, healthiest he's been since like 2016. I mean, was like Martin's like, you're seeing what now? Yeah, yeah, 1,000 yeah, percent. This is the healthiest he's been in a long time. So it's it's been great to see. So you're saying that Zach Martin is peeking across, you know, Tyler Biotta is just like, hey. Hey, what, can I get some of that? Oh, that yeah. whole offensive line is just not going to show up to practice. As I'm saying, I'm literally, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. maybe uh, not, but not as much. Not as much. <laughs> not <but> as much. <laughs> doesn't work like that. That's uh, it for news and notes. Well, the final thing, Mike McCarthy. I know we've been talking about that this week and his appendix surgery. The expectation is that he's back in the building today. We'll find out later uh, on the conference call. But um, he was he, he was expected to be in today, um, and everything is still looking good as far as him being on the sideline on Sunday. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer said that he doesn't anticipate anything different. So it looks like he's making a quick little uh, recovery, nice. and he'll be ready to go on Sunday night. Dope. Love it. Lots of good news today, knock on wood, from this. Yeah, uh, from this uh, it's never a dull day around here. No, it is not. 
We've got a Friday to get to and then a big matchup on Sunday. By the way, from the 317, I, I love this. In South America, the harpy eagle takes monkeys out of trees and eats them whole. It's absolutely massive. Like just swallows yeah, some just, whole monkey? Just, Doesn't even chew it? Oh, you got to peck it. That thing's wild. <laughs> there <Hell> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. So that's, I think Josh is... Oh, See, that was what I was it. trying to do. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> or is that one snoring guy? The, oh, that's what an eagle sounds like. Oh, None of goodness. these eagles. So are... not as impressive as the yeah. that, that guy. The one that you hear. You know the one when you think oh, of eagles. That's well, interesting. You guys as long as about. they're not Philadelphia eagles. Every other eagles may be kind of cool, but yeah, the Philadelphia really, eagles, yeah, and Philly, and whatever. Huh. I used to like the War Eagle at Auburn. Now you, now you, you don't. completely ruined Sorry, the entire dude. school for Their me. Their diet is a cheese whiz. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate. They, hey, they're just freelancing. I'm trying That's to all process this over here. Yeah. No, they are just freelancing. They're just freelancing. Freelancing birds. Picking up, a check. <laughs> picking up a check. That's all it is. All right, when we come back, it's key matchups for the Cowboys and the Eagles. We'll give you some more key stats as well to look forward to. And then, of course, our pick em segment coming up at about – about 9.35. You can give us a call, 888-855-2297. You might be on hold for a little bit. If you want to get in, though, and get an opportunity to make the picks and represent the fans, get the jerk phone call in now. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys, it's time for key matchups. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is also brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Glad you're back with us. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Josh Rodriguez, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. Before we get into key matchups, do it. We've got a conversation. To be yes, we here. do. And it's kind of it's it's started to spark on Cowboys Twitter. Mm. That was where really the news started to to yep. work its way around. I just want to get thoughts. That's all. Mm-hmm. Just want to get thoughts on on how this is going to play out. Uh, John Hussey is the official calling the Sunday night football game. What was the last name? Cowboys and Eagles. Hussey, Hussey, I don't even know. No, that's okay. um, Eagles have a seven and zero record mm. when. He is calling the game That's as curious. an official. Uh, they have about a four to one ratio advantage in calls going their way oh. with this crew. Uh, this could be something. It could be absolutely nothing. Dallas, by the way, Beamer, I, I believe you had the stat a moment ago. They were sixteen and four with him. Seventeen and four. Seventeen and four. So they've had success with him hmm. on the call of games before too. But seven and zero oh and a four to one advantage. Uh, is this anything to to be worried about? Who are the is, opponents? Is this something? I mean, that's I mean, you have to ask that question, right? Well, yeah, just be, it, it could be very well. Might Eagles, just be Panthers. By yeah, 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 I mean, so, it could yeah. be anybody. Yeah, so I don't like to speculate. Um, but you you, know, you don't like to speculate. I don't like to speculate. You know, I, I like to think that but our game. If you game, were going to speculate, yeah, I like to think that our game is nice and fair. If you were to speculate. If I were to speculate, if, if you were a person do, that does speculate, I would have to do a little bit of a deeper dive okay, as okay. to who those opponents were before I pass judgment. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I just think it's strange that the Eagles are able to wear two uh, uniforms simultaneously what? <laughs> on the field at the same because you know they have the Kelly green. Yeah, they've got the green uniform, and then they also have that black and white one. Yeah, that's the that zebra stripes. Yeah, 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 something like that. That was yeah. cool. I, I'm just doing some research over here on I John like Hussey. Yeah, he's. Um, you dive into that, Hussey. He's the CEO of. Um, <laughs> all right. What's this? It's his name. <laughs> he's the CEO of Cuddly.com. What? Cuddly. Cuddly. Um, and he uh say that one more time. Cuddly. Like it's exactly He's how you would think. He's the CEO of it. And co-founder of of uh, uh cuddly.com. I love what cuddly. What is that? Exactly? Cuddly.com. It it helps animals in, in need around oh, the around the world. That's so cool. um yeah. That's an like eagles, game, like sub-Saharan African eagles? Eagles. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> I don't think cowboys are animals, are they? No. <laughs> so now we're getting closer. Now we're Actually, getting the, somewhere. The last, game, <laughs> the last game that he he officiated in with the Eagles was a twenty six to seventeen win over the Cowboys. So that's oh. that's funny. And week six of uh what year was that? I guess that would have been twenty six seventeen. Twenty six was that the 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 um Cooper Rush game last I year in Philadelphia? So. Yeah. Something like that. But anyway. <laughs> that's why they lost no. Not That's the last Eagles game that he <laughs> that he called, though. Yes, interesting. Yes, apparently. So it's been a little bit of time. You know, official. I, I don't really put a lot of stock into that. I I, I do. I, I it does remind me of the Scott Foster versus Chris Paul situation in the NBA. Like Scott Foster, uh, Chris Paul's like one in thirty seven with Scott Foster as his head official, Whoa. and like it took like thirty two games before he got a win. So mm-hmm. I, I always think about. Did that. he just get thrown out by him the other yeah, day? Though? Yeah, yeah, they hate each other. Yeah. Like they they. 
blood hate each other. Like it's well, bad. yeah, like <laughs> Scott Foster like mentioned Chris Paul's kid. Yeah, yeah it's it was so sorry, rough. Yeah, it was it's bad. So it was Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do that. Wasn't, By wasn't the way, pretty. John Hussey was also the referee in the NFC Championship game last year with 49ers. Oh, and, uh, oh I guess that wasn't Eagles. the last Eagles game, huh? Yeah, interesting. So I just looked up on the play-by-play. Good to know. Interesting. Good to know. Thank you, Beamer. Uh, one more piece of information from our text line. This is Abe in Las Vegas. Line. Love our text line. Yeah, Sorry, you're not going to love this text. Uh-oh. Not to rain on Isaiah's parade, but a Black Panther technically does not exist. It is a leopard with a skin pigment <laughs> deficiency. Uh, yeah, I know it's a freaking jaguar. That's what I said. It's a leopard. It's a jaguar. It's a leopard, a leopard with a skin a jaguar. pigment I, deficiency. If you put a leopard, a jaguar, and a panther right in front of me, I'll just be like, yes. yes. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have no idea. Thanks, Abe. Thanks, doing, Abe. Doing the research. Is I the, love is it. Is he the other co-founder at Cuddly.com? <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's the COO, yeah. chief operating officer. All right, let's get some key matchups. Let's get back to football. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, key matchups, man, there's so many this week, and I, I'm really excited to dive into this one. And a couple of them are the same ones that we had back in, what was that week nine, nine. or whatever. Um, I'm going to start off with Jordan Mylotta versus Micah Parsons. This is one I had back in week nine, and it was it definitely lived up to the hype. But Mylotta got the best of Parsons in that matchup. Um, so I, I got a stat here. Um, Mylotta allowed just one pressure uh, against Micah Parsons in 13 one-on-one matchups uh, back in week nine. Um, Mylotta, I, I know I've talked about him this week. He's a rugby guy. He's from Australia. He's got this Australian accent, and he's uh, he's like six foot seven and a half, three hundred and fifteen pounds. I mean, he's a massive human, like massive human, and um, he's he's all he's all bulk, and he's really strong. He's had a fantastic year. I think he's one of the best left tackles this this season so far in the NFL. Um, really excited to see this one back, and excited to see Michael Parsons line back up against him. Can you do me a favor? Can you write that on a card? And take it and put it in Micah Parsons' locker. No. Just that stat. Uh, no, just write the stat. It's going to be anonymous. Just say, hey, Micah Parsons' last game against this young strapping gentleman, <clears throat> he got the best of you. Yep. Just put it in his locker. Huh. I want to see how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts. We're not telling you. It's just not yeah. feelings. It's just facts. It is facts. It is facts. I, I think... The, the biggest thing that I've seen Micah Parsons struggle with in now year three, I guess, is uh, those guys that are so much bigger than him that are also athletic. Like, uh, this is a sneaky athletic left tackle. He's got the size and he's going to have the strength, but his rugby background and what he's been able mm. to do from an athletic standpoint throughout his life, um, it, it makes that athleticism almost on par with Parsons. Parsons is going to be the most athletic pass rusher that most left tackles see. I'm not saying he's on that same level, but it's going to be a different challenge than a typical six seven and a half three fifteen type of yeah. left tackle and I, I whenever you you see those kind of matchups with Parsons I think that's where he kind of struggles a little bit because um, like even Trent Williams like I, I don't I wouldn't call him the most athletic guy in the world and Micah can beat him like there, there is opportunity he has more opportunities against a guy like Trent Williams than he does against a guy like Jordan Mailata mm-hmm. so uh, I'd like to see a little bit of improvement there on a guy who's also as young as he is also ath- athletic as he is like pound for pound and then um, can also you know push him back a little bit so from the 808, they said Nick Bosa said in a recent interview that the 49ers laid the blueprint out to beat the Eagles. What is that blueprint? Yeah, that's I don't I don't know what that is. I've heard <laughs> this this term before, and it's the like blueprint. oh, and especially uh, back whenever the Patriots were. Uh, they had that undefeated season, and there were teams that almost got the best of them. They're like, okay, well the blueprint is there. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Dallas heard this a few years ago like, as the right. Broncos. 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 Yeah. Right. 
What what is what does that mean? It means that you exposed weaknesses in an opponent. That's that's all it means, right? It doesn't mean that it's a holistic game, right? Every right, aspect right. of the game, but maybe you found um, a certain stunt or um, a, a hole in the protection, right? There's certain. There's always going to be something that can be exposed, right? Everything's not bulletproof, right? So once you find that, it's a copycat league. Every team is, I mean, the scouting, the, the the scouting department's watched all the games through the rest of the year already in terms of opponents, right? So, like, they're working so far in advance. So once you put something on film, now it's just a matter of saying, okay, is, it what, is what I'm seeing in this particular game, does it hold true? And if that holds true, then absolutely, we're going to attack them the same exact way. So that's when you hear blueprint, well, we laid the blueprint. You're pretty much saying we exposed their weakness, so now you guys can go out there and attack it the same way that we did. But and that's just watching film, right? It's Somewhat. watching, yeah. It's watching film, but it's something. It's a flaw, yeah, right? Yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a flaw that is consistent. It's not just a one time deal. Like, oh, he missed a block. It's like no, like every time you're in this formation in this this type of blocking protection, this guy struggles or they struggle passing off this type of stunt. Like this, it's a flaw in what it is that you're in your execution. And when you are able to identify that and expose it, now everybody has the blueprint as to how to how to attack you. AKA run to the left against Philly. Possibly. I mean, that's one of them. I think the other side of it is that teams can also seal up their flaws, and that changes Absolutely. as the season yeah. goes on. So you can give a blueprint, but that blueprint could change from week 13 to week yep. 14. Running to the left against Philly this week may not be as successful like as inception. what the 49ers did. But if you base it off of what you saw against San Francisco, Philly this past week, what would you say the the flaw would be for Philadelphia when that I, I, would be I, attacked? I think the 49ers defense specifically, they played so well in that second level. Uh, they they made Jalen Hurts question himself by that early second half because um, that second level is so important when you're guarding a guy like Jalen Hurts. Guarding, I watched too much basketball last night. <laughs> when you're defending a guy like uh, a Jalen Hurts just because what he could do with his legs, what he can do over the, uh, over the middle of the field, um, those weapons. Weapons that they have that they utilize over the middle of the field and um, those linebackers, man, they really showed up uh, last week for the 49ers. I think that was the biggest thing in my my book, but also that pass rush got home. And, and when that pass rush gets home for the 49ers, no team in the NFL is beating them. Uh, I, I'm very confident in that. So uh, do I believe in blueprints? No, but I do believe in personnel having opportunities to um, take advantage of another team based on what other personnel have done. So um, we'll see on that. Uh, David in Fort Pierce, Florida, said the article said that the blueprint to beat the Eagles was to only rush for little to no blitzing, close in on Hurts, and keep him in the pocket, which I would agree with that. I mean, keep him contained, and there's a way to – when you say it like that, done. I mean, <laughs> easy money. Yeah, yeah, it's only four really tough things to do. The unfortunate thing is it's not us for guarding or blocking for Jalen Hurts. The, the fortunate <laughs> thing is is that, yeah, exactly, that we aren't out there because that would be injury Who's left tackle? History. Beam? Uh, Putting beam, beam at left tackle? Beam. <clears throat> you really? play tackle. Right. No, I was no. guard. Guard. Thanks for remembering. Dang it. Wow. Guard. Come on, <laughs> we're gonna have to kick you out. No pulling plays. We're All right, I just out. stand yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Second key matchup that I have is uh, AJ Brown versus Deron Bland, and there's mm. a couple of reasons that I have this on here. One, which I think uh, we could all guess, is based on the last game that Deron Bland had last Thursday night against DK Metcalf. Uh, easily his worst game that he's had all season. Was able to rebound and get an interception in the second half, and actually played really well in the fourth quarter. So I have to give him props on that. But it, it was a rough outing. 
starting all the way around. He gave up 100 yards. He gave up a couple touchdowns to DK Metcalf. And he's facing a very similar weapon in A.J. Brown this week. Back in their Week 9 matchup, A.J. Brown versus Deron Bland, they had seven snaps going up against each other, or seven routes run from A.J. Brown. Um, and uh, Bland gave up two receptions for 15 yards and one touchdown on four targets. Uh, I believe both of those receptions came on the very first drive for Philadelphia. So, um, again, it's just about starting strong, I think, for Deron Bland this week and keeping that consistent throughout the entirety of a game. I, I'm, I'm confident in Deron Bland and his ability to shut down any receiver that they throw at him. I mean, we've seen what he's done this year against really elite-type guys. Um, it's, a, it's another big challenge for him this week in A.J. Brown. I know A.J. Brown's going to want to have a big game after somewhat being quieted the last time these two teams played. So it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I think that's going to be one of the better ones whenever Philly's on offense. What do you think? It's definitely a challenge. I don't believe that this, people are going to try to go crazy off of this comment. Um, I don't believe that A.J. Brown presents the same challenges as a D.K. Metcalf. Okay. Explain. That's, that's not to say that A.J. Brown is not a better receiver, not equal. I just think that D.K. Metcalf has freaking top-of-the-world speed. Well, he set the speed mark yeah. for the NFL so I, on the there, 74-yarder. In a league there, that Tyreek Hill there, plays yeah. There were techniques that Deron Bland was trying to use on DK Metcalf that was not going to be successful, right? We went over this in special edition, mm -hmm. this week's special edition breakdown. Um, go check that out. But it was he, his feet were kind of stuck in the ground. And you can get away with that with, with his his acceleration, his closing speed, right? How That's how he's got his interceptions, right? He makes it look like he's not really in, in position, but then voila, all of a sudden he's right there, picks the ball off. You can get away with that with most guys until these guys run 4-2. Mm. So DK Metcalf was closing in on that space and really what we call offensively, you say getting on the toes of the defensive back. So if once I'm within a half yard of you, <clears throat> There's no way that you're going to take your hips, get them flipped around, and go vertical before I can get past you. Yeah. And then you're going to be able to keep up, right, when I'm running 4-2-4-3. That's what D.K. Metcalf presented. A.J. Brown's not as explosive as D.K. Metcalf, so I foresee him still having a size advantage, obviously, and a strength advantage over Deron Bland. But I think Deron Bland has, a, has more speed and more quickness than an A.J. Brown. But no less dangerous. No less dangerous. In the sense of, I don't foresee A.J. Brown running past Deron Bland, mm. right? I think that A.J. Brown will big boy him. I think he'll body him up. I think he'll, you know, post game him all day long in terms of contested catches, you know, trying to go behind, trying to go through him. A.J. Brown has that big frame. I think Deron Bland will face struggles in that regard, or it's not struggles, but challenges in that regard, versus D.K. Metcalf presents those same issues, but that's not how they attack Deron Bland. They attack Deron Bland with D.K. Metcalf's speed. Um, and that's the issue that I think that he had last week that he doesn't have this week against A.J. Brown. Now, on the other side, Monte Smith, you do have that speed issue, right? Sure. But in terms of A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown's going to play big boy ball. Physical technician of a route yeah. runner and just an all-around good receiver. Yeah. 
yeah. comparatively. Um, final matchup that I have here is uh, Terrence Steele versus Hassan Reddick. Yes, um, that's mine. We saw what uh, we saw what happened the last time these two teams played, and what Terrence Steele put on the field, and easily one of his worst games that he's had as a professional. But since then, he's really rebounded. Yep. I, I got to give it to him. That guy, he he works harder than anybody in this building. I'm very confident oh. in saying that. Um, he's 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 done a fantastic job since then. The game against Washington, I think, is one of the better games he's had in his career. Um, really awesome in that game. He, so he allowed 12 pressures in that game in week nine at Philadelphia since then and, and the four games since um, he's allowed 12 so he's right at about three a game um, he allowed two versus the Giants five versus the Panthers zero versus the uh, commanders almost at the other one and five versus the uh, Seahawks so um, was it his best outing all season last week? No, I, uh, but I have to give Dak Prescott credit there just because he's been using his mobility and quick game a little bit more as uh, as the season has gone on. But, um, you know, Hassan Reddick, he got a sack on uh, Dak Prescott the last time these two teams played. It was given up by Terrence Steele. He had four hurries all on Terrence Steele. So this is going to be a matchup to watch. If, if you want to see a guy look to try and rebound, that's the matchup you want to look at, right tackle whenever the uh, Cowboys are on offense. Speaking of blueprints, if anybody has opportunity or their platform resources, go look at what San Francisco did to slow down Hassan Riddick. They, I mean, they did a heck of a job. I mean, to the point we talked about this yesterday, Kyle. Yeah. To the point where they took one of their most dangerous weapons in George Kittle and said, mm, instead of putting you down the field, yeah, we need you to chip on this cat right here. Yeah. Almost every play. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had to run through dog on mountains left and right to get to the quarterback. So that's why Purdy had the time to get the ball out. In accordance with that, you combo you combo chipping him, utilizing your weapons, okay, whoever you want to use to slow down Reddick's his ability to get off the ball, but then <clears throat> having that guy get to a, a route, some form of a route, whether it be a sit over the ball, whether it be getting out to the flat, their their cornerbacks like to carry, meaning that they they latch on, they're like leeches, even in like when they're not playing man to man, they can't help themselves. If you're taking if you if you're a vertical threat in their zone, they're going to follow you. Okay, what that allows for is things underneath in the space that they vacated. So what they were doing in San Francisco was they were chipping the crap out of Reddit. Okay, it doesn't matter who was going out there, who was trying to chip on them. They would chip, get to a flat, right? Come across, hit them on the way by, get to the flat, right? Because two second delay after the ball is snapped and you have a vertical threat to slay, especially slay side. Now all of a sudden he's 20, 25 yards down the field and there's a whole vacant spot for underneath where you can pick them apart. Nice little dump down, high high precision pass. Get it to your playmakers and let them run for some yak yardage. That's what San Francisco did really well in terms of just moving the chains. And they were able to do that over and over and over again, along with having an efficient running game. So question, would you utilize I – mean, the answer is yes on this first one, Jake Ferguson chipping yeah, on, absolutely. on Reddick. Would you utilize a little 12 personnel and throw yep. a schoonmaker on the other side and have them chip that side? And I want chip. Chocolate chip. Chocolate chips chip. Ahoy, chip Toastitos. Chip and Dale. I want all the chips, okay? <laughs> I want all the chips this game. Make it hard for him. Yeah. And the game – with the rules the way they are now has made it so much diff- so much more difficult to do your job effectively in that regard. Back when I played, you could shoot the knees of guys yep. all day long, and it was no question. Like, you knew as a defender, this is no harm, no foul. You just protect yourself, right? Like, you know, protect yourself at all times. That's not the case anymore. So now you got to go up. You got to sh- sh- try to shoot high, hit him in the shoulder pads. Be sure not to hit him in the face mask. And, like, there's just, it's just so much – it's just harder to handle your job. So now you have to get a little bit more creative. But to that point, yes, I love 12 personnel. 
I love 12 personnel versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. First of all, these guys like to run nickel. I think they're running nickel over 75% of the time. So you can have a size advantage if you're running 12 personnel, right? Your two tight end sets, you have receivers, two receivers that can go out there and run routes on these guys all day long. I think that their safeties are not the best cover safeties in the world. You can take advantage of that. They want to play man-to-man. Um, you know, as long as you don't have 31 sitting down there in the box, go 12 all day long. They're mm-hmm. running nickel 76.8% uh, of the time, um, which nickel having five DBs on the field at the same time. And that's eighth in the league. Do you want to know who is last in the NFL and running nickel? Dallas. The yes, Dallas sir. Cowboys. But it's, we're number one so in dime, strange. though. Number one. Number one in dime, 32 in nickel, 31 in base, 32 in zone coverage, one in man coverage. Running a lot of man. In your face, son. Second in single high, 31 in split safety. It's wild. I love it. Love the key matchups as well. Lots to look forward to. You could go up and down the list. There are so many key matchups that you have to take advantage of. All right. Give us a call if you want to be our fan representative on our pickup segment today. 888-855-2297. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 888-855-2297. We picked the NFL slate for week 14 when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Call me now. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back. 
Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, an official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you get them in this morning? Your your mic's muted. I sure did, Kyle. Oh, why do you want to use my mic? <laughs> he ate all those oats and muted his... That's right. Mm, muted his I uh, grew. mic. Yeah. All right, let's give a standings update. Talking Cowboys 2023 standings. Oh, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. I know. You didn't I, grow in the standings. I did not. No. It's okay, guys. No, we did not. I like to elevate my friends. Yeah, you you did just <laughs> that. You did just that. The only game Isaiah got right last week was he picked the Cowboys, which... Yeah. Right, there, there That's was, the only game you need to get. Yeah, baby. He picked, he picked the Cowboys. He went one and five. He is <laughs> bringing up the rear. That's right. Josh had a really good week. He went four and two. Nice. Now up to 18 and 12 overall. He's six games above 500. Let's go. And then we've got... Nick and John tied at 42 and 30 overall. Both of you guys went three and three last week. Uh, and then both the fans and myself went four and two. So a good year, got, I'm a, I am having um, awesome. the best year. Last year, I was not very good. Yeah, last year, I was 40, for 48 and 38 overall last year. Right now, I'm 50 and 22. Look at that. And he's growing insane. out the beard. This is a great year for this. Year. Having three kids. Yeah. This is three <laughs> kids, that's what it More is. importantly, the beard, though. More importantly, the beard. <laughs> yeah. Putting a little facial hair up there. Uh, yeah. No, my my wife was like, I want you to keep the facial hair. And I was like, well, I can't wear it on TV. And she was like. Keep the facial hair. I was like, yes, man. Oh. All right, sounds oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like, I right. got three babies. You can grow a facial hair. I can grow a little bit, I guess. I'm going to make it work. All right. Bob in Hawaii is our fan representative today. Bob, how's it going? Oh, it is going great. It's pretty early here, though. Oh, it is early. What it time is. is it there? It's four hours behind. That's uh, about 540. Yeah, five hours behind. Salute to you, sir. Salute to you, not only to listen live, but to have the energy to call in as well. Hey, Bob, can I ask uh, where you are in Hawaii? I am in Kailua, which is on uh, the island of Oahu. Gotcha. It is the best part of Hawaii. Mm. Do you ever uh, sneak up to the North Shore and catch some Kahuku high school football? Uh, I have not, but I know their reputation well. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. It's a real thing. Kahuku is awesome. It's oh, one of the best football nuts. towns I've ever been to in in my entire entire my entire life. It's it's awesome stuff. But well, I hope yeah. Bob knows next time that Nick and I are going to make a high school football trip out to Hawaii. Kahuku. That it's uh, we've got a place to stay, right, Bob? I just want to hey, make sure. Uh, wait, and you know Dan Quinn lives out here part time too. I did not know that actually. Right. Scouting Kahuku. I'm telling you guys. Maybe I <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. But <laughs> yeah. Bob, Bob and Dan Quinn are neighbors. All right. Well, well done. All right. Let's pick some of these games this week. We've got the Colts at the Bengals to get things started off. Of course, the Bengals with a big win over the Jags on Monday Night Football, still without uh, Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, getting a win maybe? They had a UW quarterback. Say, it, what, Jake Browning? That's right. He looked really good. Yeah, he went to UW. Wow. Quarterback. Did you <laughs> What do you think? Let's not talk about what you've said about QBU. Him off QBU. QBU. Uh, we'll let you start it then. Colts at Bengals. Come on, you know I'm going with UW. UW, so yeah. Bengals all the way? Absolutely. What you got, Josh? Let's go with the Bengals for sure. Got uh, yeah, I'm going to go Bengals as well. Jake Browning looked so awesome on Monday Night Football. Although the Colts are riding a four game win streak. I was about to say, the Colts have won four straight. Give me the Colts. Mm. Indy. I'll take that game. I think Indy's going to take that. All right, uh, Bob. Uh, I think the Colts are going to take it. What? That's what? what I like to hear, Bob. Well done. Let's make it happen. All right, Vikings at the Raiders. Both teams, of course, 
in a bit of shambles, but still finding a way to sneak out some wins. The Raiders are five and seven at home. The Vikings at six and six. Bob, we'll let you start. Ooh, hmm. It's it's in Vegas, huh? It is in Vegas. And the Cowboys will be there in February. Yes, so yeah. Well, go ahead and book <laughs> your tickets now. Yeah, let's let. I'm going to take Vegas. All right, Vegas to get it done. Josh is uh, Joshua Dobbs starting for the uh, the Vikes there? Please, yes. So. Yeah. I. You know what? I've done enough betting against Joshua Dobbs, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Vikings. You're hopping on the the Dobbs bandwagon. That last game was rough. You know who's chasing him? Who's oh. Yeah, Max Crosby, Mad Max, Colleyville Heritage High School. I'm going with the Vikings. What about you, Nick? I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Mm. Um, They're both coming off of a bye week, but I think the Vikings have seen this playoff picture kind of form around them. Um, Now there's four teams tied at six and six in the NFC wildcard race. So give me the Vikings to respond. I think there's a little bit more juice there on that team right now. Had some conversations with Coach Pierce on the sideline last week at the University of Washington game. Did you? Championship. Yeah, good conversation. Good dude. Um, I feel good. I feel good about his chances. He feels right, confident. <laughs> a little bit. We, we, play, we used to play against each other. That's second flex. <laughs> Did he go to UW? No. Uh, he went to... Uh, well, he was playing for the Giants. I was playing for the Cowboys. Did he go to Oregon? Why was he there? He's... Oh, the game was in Vegas. Never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is, what is, so you think no Raiders? Sense. Yes, Raiders. I'm going to do the the Viking horn. Skull. Yep. There you go. Skull. There you go. Don't, Give me the Vikings. Let me none of that. Don't they Vikings. do the Dark Knight soundbite? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know the whole thing. Right. Never mind. Seahawks at 49ers. Woo! Where's it at? It's at it the 49ers. Mm. San Francisco, Levi's Stadium, doesn't matter. It could be in Geno Smith's backyard. I'm taking 49ers. <laughs> Give me San Fran, too. Josh? Yeah, Niners, full. Let me think about this one. Bob, who what you got? <laughs> well, I, I would love to pick Seattle, but uh, I think San Fran will win, and the Ravens will get San Fran later in the year. I like it. There you go. There you go. What do you think, Isaiah? I mean, what the heck do I have to lose? I'm going for Seattle. Bang. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bang. He's trying to see how low it can go. Oh, no. you go. <laughs> this low. game, this next game has been a marquee matchup, a high-level primetime, must-stop, must-watch game the last couple of years. It still might be close to that, but neither one of these teams have in the year that they anticipated. The Bills at the Chiefs. Wow. Bills at 6-6 six and six and the Chiefs at 8-4 and four off of their loss against the Packers. I'll let Josh start on this one. I, You know what? I'm feeling it, man. I think the Bills are going to take the win mm-hmm. here, man. Remember the- I could see it happening. I could, I could really see Getting it happening. Getting the win on the road at Arrowhead? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Remember, Cowboys. It's not, it's not going to mean anything ultimately because uh, Chiefs are going to be the AFC champion. But mm. um, What? Yeah. <sighs> I mean... Baltimore yeah. is up there too. Yeah. They're up there too. I think the Chiefs are still insane. And you can't you can't dethrone without Patrick Mahomes being up there. Um I'm gonna take the Chiefs at home. I think they bounce back. They just came off of a loss. But that's the weird part about it, is if the Chiefs do indeed do that and they win this game at home, the Cowboys will head to a six yep. and seven Bills. Yep. A pissed-off Bills Game. team. And a really upset Bills team. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs here at Arrowhead. It just makes too much sense here. Um, but, yeah, I think next week's matchup, it, up in Buffalo, we're starting to kind of keep an eye on temperatures out there. It's 25 about, degrees. It's looking cold, so we'll see. But I'm taking the Chiefs today. Where you're thick under roof. 25 yeah. degrees. Whenever, <laughs> whenever that schedule came down, 
in May and they, they said, hey, you're playing in Buffalo in December, I I don't think I, – I think I would have taken 25 degrees. I was thinking more of like single digits at that yeah, point. Yeah, I, I was expecting like six Buffalo, feet of snow. Zero degrees outdoors, is pretty snow, chilly. Zero degrees <laughs> with zero precipitation. Yeah, I, I, think you, I think you'll be all right. What do you think in this one? I, I, it's hard. I want to – my heart says Buffalo, but it's hard to go against the Chiefs at home. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Bob? Well, you know, this game has everything to do with the Cowboys next week. Yes, it does. So I want the Bills to win so they feel a little bit better so when we beat them, it'll be easier. If they lose, they're going to be so desperate next week. So I want the Bills to win. I like it. Good for you, Bob. Good for you. Trying to play the long game here. Trying to trying to yep. set up success for the Cowboys. All right. Next game. This is right before the game on Sunday Night Football. It's the Broncos at the Chargers. I hate picking Broncos games. I had I tried to do everything I could to avoid picking this game this week because I've gotten them wrong, I think, every time this year. And because of that, I'm going with Kellen Moore and the Chargers. Give me Justin Herbert to have a big day at SoFi Stadium and the Chargers zap the Broncos. <laughs> What do you think, Isaiah? I think the Chargers are trying to get their coach fired, so I'm going to go with the Ooh. Broncos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that's, that's one a way fair to put estimate. It. Uh, I'm also going to go with uh, – no, you know what? I'm going with the Broncos. Okay. I'm going with the Broncos. Going with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers scored six points against the Patriots last week. I'm taking the Broncos. Hey, they won that game, though. It's you survive in advance. Winning a game, uh, yeah. you survive. So you say New England had the blueprint. <laughs> 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 Bob, what you got on this one? I'm riding with the Broncos. Riding with the Broncos. I see what you did there. Broncos Nation, let's ride. (laughs) Let's Let's ride. ride. All right, here we go. Biggest game of the year so far for the Dallas Cowboys. The 10-2 Philadelphia Eagles looking to become the first team since 2004 to repeat as NFC East champions. The Cowboys could throw a huge wrench into that with a win on Sunday night football. Primetime, the 9-3 boys going up against the Eagles trying to put their Undefeated home streak on the line. 14 straight wins at home. AT&T Stadium will be rocking. Bob, who do you think takes this one between the Eagles and the Cowboys? Well, as Jimmy Johnson said, and now I forgot what he said. (laughs) We will win the ball game. game. You can print it in five-inch headlines. Cowboys will win. You want the score? Yes. 34-21. 34-21. 34-21. 34-21. That'd be big. Win it by a baker's dozen. Bob, thank you so much for the energy, for getting up really early. I see you, West Coast. Doing a great job, as always. We'll have to hey, make sure and come, come visit. First-time caller, too. Uh, we appreciate yes, you. And we look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, just okay. let us know whenever we can start making the trip out there. We'll do a remote from out there. We'll make it work in Hawaii. Oh, so anytime. We'll... All right, anytime. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, Bob in Hawaii representing the fans this week. And I like I like Bob. That's not West Coast. That's Left Coast. It like, is that's left way, coast. Yeah. That's way across the pond. <laughs> exactly. A couple ponds. All right. Uh, we'll let Josh start this one off Eagles Cowboys man all right I was wrong the first time I will not be wrong the second time we pick Cowboys Eagles uh I'm gonna say Cowboys 35 Eagles 7 what wow let's kill him wow <laughs> let's kill him I'm so ready for this <laughs> let's kill him man I like it say it with your chest oh. we've always said it say it with your chest 35 7 I said it the first time around. I I think no matter what happens, it would have been a split. 
between these two teams. And I'm sticking with that. I thought if Dallas won in Philly, they would lose at home in Arlington. If Philly wins in Philly, I think Dallas protects home field and they win in Arlington. So with that being said, Cowboys win this one. I don't think it's a 40-burger, and I don't think it's an easy win. 31-27 Dallas to get it done on Sunday Night Football, and both teams leave Week 14 at 10 and three. All right, who wants to go next? Rock, Isaiah paper, wants to go next. He told me. All right, Isaiah. <laughs> go for it, Isaiah. Um, you should throw a wrench into it, huh? Mm-hmm. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yes, you can. 28-27 comes down to a team wow. deciding not to go for a two-point conversion. Or de- deciding to go for a two-point conversion to win a ball it. game and can't get it. And you only do that on the road. Mm. Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys get it. Cowboys get it. Let's Good for go. you. Let's pick, go, sir. dude. Take that first call over the week. Wow. Yeah. Well I don't remember his name. Yeah. Based on your record, I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be. Get him. Hey, he the only game he got right last week was the Cowboys that's right, game. That's right. So we're okay. We're okay. He's 8-4 and four when picking Cowboys games. I have a uh, sneaky feeling that this is going to be an ugly game. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's going to be gross. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it just kind of feels like this team is due for one. Um, but that doesn't mean that the defense isn't going to have a solid effort. I think it's 23-20 Cowboys. 23-20, just defensive effort on both sides. Uh, I, that's my favorite type of game, so I mm. hope so. I hope so. That but, Seahawks game, it stressed me out a little too hard last week. So Either way, this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, This is going to be a fun matchup. I think both teams have a lot to prove, and we've got to get off the air very quickly yep. because Storylines is coming up next. But that's going to do it for us. Enjoy the game on Sunday, everybody. Pre-game live getting started at 6 p.m. Central Time. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Josh Rodriguez, Nick Harris, John Machota earlier in the week, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you on Monday. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!